Stag. Man and his amazing friend. Uh, Ethan, do you have your chain by chance? I'm about to put oh, my top. Oh, you know my, I do. Buddy. My about to put my pigtail in. Chain up. Chain up. Bun up. As What's I don't up, have chat? any kind of transformation you guys. or anything. Well, this is this is how we transition into podcasting. This is yeah. our uh, this is our persona that we take on. Yeah, Pot- Kenny, you didn't Pot- bring any soda. bling. Uh, I don't really have any. Okay. That's cool. Well, take your shirt off. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> or at least like, gonna be one of those like, kinds of video shows. Do yeah. you like turn your hat backwards? Maybe I guess oh. I could. It looks weird because yeah. of my big like shaved chrome dome. No, I think you look great, everybody, dude. If everybody can go sign up for the Stegman and his amazing friends OnlyFans page, we'll have Kenny with his shirt off. <laughs> Kenny will have his shirt off, and I'll I don't know. I'll I'll do something stupid with my hair. Ryan, what I about got a mortgage to pay? What are um, you doing for on the only <laughs> I'm just gonna flex the entire episode. Oh damn! Look at those oh, guns. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> I wanted to say about OnlyFans. Aaron just told me yesterday that she heard about OnlyFans and was like, hmm, maybe that's something that Ryan would do to, you know, he could like, <laughs> yeah. you know, sell art through there. So she she looked yeah. it up and she was uh, quickly thwarted. <laughs> Listen, dude, I mean it. <laughs> Even if it's just for the meme, I'll start us a goddamn OnlyFans, and it's just you drawn on there. And you're just like, what's up, chat? How's it going? I'll just, I'll do it topless. <laughs> we, could, we could do some sexy pics. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Oh yeah. Let's do it. All right, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, Stegman and friends, pay, uh, not paid, not Patreon, because fuck that. <laughs> OnlyFans coming your way soon. Yep. Uh, speaking of, welcome to another episode of Stegman and his amazing friends, everybody. Uh, it's Ryan Stegman's podcast mm-hmm. about, usually about things that Ryan Stegman's doing. Uh, or maybe some folks that Ryan Stegman knows and what they're doing. Ryan. Or folks that Ryan Stegman's doing. Whoa. All right. <laughs> well, now it's a game of now it's a game of going back through the guest list and seeing seeing who it could be. Uh, we are, of course. What's up? I'm Griffin. I'm one of two supple boys that makes this show. Uh, I'm joined by my friend and creative partner Ethan. What's up, dude? Hey-o. You got your chain on. I love it. And. Yeah. Joining us once again, he's been on the show a number of times before, and we're so excited to have him back. It's Kenny Porter, or as some of you might know him as, Penny Porter is in the house. (laughs) How's it going, everybody? (laughs) What's up, Thanks for having me back. I'm good. Of course, man. Hey, well, um, first, Ryan, are you drinking anything? I'm actually just drinking water right now. The one night I actually brought something, I'm drinking a, a Clear Coast seltzer from this is a michigan crafted seltzer ryan from perrin brewing company what do we got what's the carb count uh you ready for this carb count 3.2 carbs too many oh too Co- many. corona coronas have zero what mm. corona seltzers zero carbs oh he's he's high roaded me already he's like nah too many carbs three carbs fuck that how yeah. about this so you ready for this protein 0.5 grams how does that have protein it's got a little bit of protein in it it's got barley in it or something <laughs> they aged it in a barrel made out of beef jerky yeah so good, so good. it's only 100 calories okay. i got orange passion uh, i'm gonna crack it open oh you hear that chat Ooh. can we get some chains in the chat for me uh, this might actually smack me just a little tiny bit because I have not ate. <laughs> so just put this in me, see what happens. John, Jonathan Eicher mentioned that we should get Megan Hutchison on here. Why haven't we done that? That would be great. That would actually <laughs> That's be a good idea. That yeah. would be perfect and easy. Um, and easy. <laughs> that's listen, a good point. The seltzer's not great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, well, but, you know. If they were sponsoring us, we'd say it was good. Oh, absolutely. Clear Coast, if you want to hit us up, please hit us up. Yo, you know who did actually follow me back on Twitter after I suggested it on our other show was Cottage Inn Pizza. (laughs) (laughs) They gave me a little follow back after they heard that I was talking about them. And you know what? You've made it. You've made it. (laughs) That's it, man. I'm done. Wrapping it up. I don't like it. Well, I'm only tangentially (laughs) related to this show, so I'm still Jets all the way. Oh, my gosh. You know what? Thank you, Kenny. Thank you. 
I had reason so much growing up in East Michigan that it was at every single party, every mm-hmm. event that that's because that it's hit. good. Yeah, but I just ate it so much that now I can't <laughs> eat it. It's nobody else's fault that you're a pig. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Kenny, all right, I respect it. I respect it. But do you get jets even when you're out here on the west side, or uh, do you have a, a west side chain that you prefer? Uh, I don't really ever, I mean, I don't live there, so I don't really order pizza to delivery anywhere on the other side of the state. That's <laughs> true. What the fuck oh, wait, you saying? mean over here. I'm an idiot. Yeah. No, yeah, we always get Jets. Uh, my wife is very particular about pizza, and Jets is one of the few that never, like, does us wrong. Uh, Jets always comes perfectly baked. Mm-hmm. The nice crisp crust. We like the Eugene Supreme. It's got that oh, nice I mix love the of Eugene peppers Supreme. and sausages. That's, yep. like, the best mix of veggies and sausage. For anybody that doesn't know, Eugene Supreme has <laughs> uh, yellow peppers, onions, and green peppers, and sausage and lately i've been not eating meat so i've been eating pizza and i can you can get it from anywhere and it's amazing it's just the combination of toppings i just get toppings on pizza from anywhere so that's a hot tip uh get some (laughs) toppings new new segment pizza talk (laughs) yeah um so always is real quick we got a jp in the chat what's up jp JP uh, turned around a, a, a piece for me in one day. I can't talk about it, but it was awesome. Uh, JP rules. He's the best. Chains in the chat for JP. Uh, chains in the chat for Kenny. And chains in the chat for a great episode ahead of us. Um, uh, now, a, a decent episode. Uh, it's okay. It's going to be fine. I thought it was over. I thought we were just going to argue <laughs> what Jets was better. And then I was going to get off of here as a spokesperson for Jets and, Pizza. And then I was going to kick your asses in Mario Kart. <laughs> We'll see. We'll, we'll try. See. It probably won't Ooh. be fun if you guys are Ooh. so oh, good. Shit. You, hey, Kenny, was that a, was that a stealth Star Wars quote? Yeah, pretty much. All right, dope. Like cool. I'm I'm glad to hear it. I've <laughs> made my peace with the prequels. Okay, like yeah, I've, I I don't love yeah. them, but they exist, and it's not like I could be a nerd and just wish them to not exist. So I'll throw out a I hate sand every once in a while when I'm at the I, beach and everything. I so. fucking love the prequels. All right, um, all right. No, we're not talking about the prequels. Time to uh, okay. Kenny, all right, all Kenny, right. Where are we at? What, what? Tell us what you got coming out now, because with this this episode for anybody listening. We're going to go through. Kenny is is currently amidst breaking into comics. He's yeah. doing it. He's been at it for a while. Uh, it's really happening, and he's he's got stuff happening at, at DC. He's got stuff happening at Scholastic. Can I say that? I don't even know. Oh, uh, yeah, that was announced a while ago. So okay, he's got, he's got yeah. stuff happening all over the place, and so I think it's interesting to kind of get somebody while they're on the come up. So I want to hear what you've yeah. got going on, and uh, yeah. Sure. Awesome. Okay. I'll start with the DC stuff. So I've been doing a lot of shorts and stuff over there, mostly Green Lantern related stuff because I'm kind of a big lantern boy. Like I love all that stuff a lot. Uh, lantern I man. did Please. a lantern man. You're right. I am a lantern man now <laughs> with this podcast. Which brings me to Green Lantern Pizza in uh, South. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Good, good that stuff. is good. We yeah. can all agree on that. That is good. It is. It is. It is. Go yeah. ahead. Um, but yeah, so I did the first Green Lantern story I did with Riley Rossmo. That was a Guy Gardner story. That was an eight-page one in the horror anthology. And then I did a Red Lantern story for the summer anthology, which I know you love, Griffin. Oh, fuck uh, yeah, I do. You championed a lot. Yeah, that was a Dexter story. So once again, need, Michigan represent. Once again, I will say I need a Dexter ongoing from Kenny right now. DC, if you're listening, please do it. Listen, space is his litter box, and I'm just here to chronicle every single adventure. That he has. I love it. I love it. Uh, I also did, um, yeah, so I did that with Paul Fry, and then I did a Superman story this past winter with Ramon Villalobos, uh, who's awesome, very talented. Yep, we did a fun uh, Superman story in there, which we incorporated a lot of our love for 90s action figures in it because it was, uh, he fought Toy Man, so. We took a lot of like the total justice line of like there are literally action figures in there that Superman fights that you could have gotten in the 90s. Right. Uh, so that was a cool, fun little thing we put in there. And then now I uh, just got announced Riley and I are teaming up again to do another Green Lantern story. And this time we're doing a team up between uh, Green Lantern and Etrigan the Demon. 
which is another one of my absolute favorites. So the fact that I got to do all the rhyming couplets was pure joy. And uh, my wife, Tracy, had to walk into the room and ask me what the hell I was doing because I was reciting and uh, counting mm-hmm. the ambic pentameter on my fingers over and over, talking oh about God. the demons <laughs> down the stairs by myself for an hour. Uh, that was super fun, so I'm really excited. That's going to be in the Doomed and the Damned anthology that's coming out this Halloween. So that's a bunch of different yeah. team-ups between different superheroes mm-hmm. and horror characters. Damn. And you know who I would love to see on art on that Green Lantern story? <laughs> Is uh, Riley Rosmo. <laughs> well, yeah. you're in luck. Cause that's who I'm <laughs> again. Oh, so my. We got to do that. Yeah. <laughs> a good friend, yeah. Riley. There's nobody I'd rather do that story with than him. Uh, uh, well, oh, well, you know, well, I can't, you're, Kenny, you can't, I, yeah. <laughs> you're taken. All right. right. It's like that guy in the movie. Who's like, I love my wife so much, but there's the other girl that's already married. You can't have her. They're star cross lovers. And right. Robin's music starts playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> you start rolling a tear. Uh, but yeah, so we're really excited to get that out. And it was great to, I got to write Hal Jordan this time which is obviously like a dream come true. So Mm -hmm. I've gotten to do Guy Gardner and Hal Jordan now. So that's two off of the Earth Lanterns list. And it's just been... Have you been specifically pitching Green Lantern stuff? Or have you... Has that just kind of like come up? Because I know you're a huge Green Lantern fan. I think it's... I think it's just because they know that I love the character so much and know so much about it. So obviously... um, I did... For the first one, it was... I did pitch Green Lantern. I was like, I'd really like to do a Green Lantern horror story with the guy Gardner thing. But now like they knew because I, the editors I work with Dave and Alex and Andrew, like know how much I love green lantern and the Lord and the whole world. And that I get those characters. Like they love to come with me to those. And anytime they'll let me play with that, I'm all for it. So growing up, I was a dude, like I literally had every green lantern shirt that existed and wore it as many days as possible. Ryan has seen very embarrassing photos of me in high school. Oh yeah. (laughs) Energies constantly. Kenny uh, was a a portly young man. Yeah. <laughs> Formerly portly porter is what Ryan Lee affectionately calls him. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've always been a huge fan, and like I've loved the power set, the characters, the stories. Like I came back in hard on superhero comics when Jeff Johns was doing his Green Lantern run, and then. Uh, when Pete Tomasi too was doing the Green Lantern Corps book. So like I revisit those books every once in a while. I still love them to death. And I still keep up on it. It's like one of the few superhero books that even if I, you know, fall off a little bit, which I don't anymore, I'm still pretty much a Wednesday warrior. Like the GL books are always in my top picks. Hell yeah. yeah. That um the New 52 Green Lantern stuff that Jeff Johns wrote um, that like first, I think he did like 20 issues or something on that. First off, goddamn great Green Lantern stuff. Um, But also that was the sort of stuff that got me really, really like into comics. Like I was a fan, of course, of everything, but I was, uh, I don't know what, how old were we? Like 11 or 12 when New 52 happened, Ethan. And so when that stuff dropped... Uh, I was already into Green Lantern, but then I read that Green Lantern stuff uh, like regularly, like as it was coming out. And God damn. Yeah, Green Lantern's the fucking best. And I'm so excited to read more of your Green Lantern stuff, Kenny. I'm very, it's in very such a hyped. wild place right now with Grant Morrison. Like the, the whole oh, yeah. Green Lantern world is, is oh, yeah. wild. Right? Well, obviously, I didn't try to, you know, copy Grant or anything. I of course. Yeah. Well, I don't know Grant Morrison. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that he seems very nice. Uh, I I tried to bring in because a lot of that run right now is about him being way more of a space cop and being detached from Earth so I tried to work that into my take on him I still did my own take but I had to try to remember like he's on Earth and he doesn't really want to be and he seems yeah, yeah. with it. so I tried to work that in just to make sure that if anybody you know comes in off of like the Green Lantern season one or two it still fits a little bit Yeah, right. which is what I tried to do with the Guy Gardner one Okay, um, uh, can you tell us a little bit about the Scholastic thing that you have going? Have sure. you talked about that on the show before? Maybe, Maybe a little briefly. bit. Briefly. Yeah. yeah. I think Give us the, the rundown on that, because that, that's yeah. really cool, too. Yeah. So a couple of years ago, I put together a pitch with my buddy, Zach Wilcox, who's a, a fantastic artist, um, for this book called Fearless Rider, 
which is about a little girl whose best friend moves away at the beginning of the summer, just before they're about to go into middle school. And after about a week, her friend just completely cuts contact, like stops answering the phone, won't answer emails. And so this girl, Kara, is super stressed out and she doesn't have her friend and she's super obsessed with this TV show um, that's kind of like a common Rider type show, like a um, like a Sentai thing. And she mm -hmm. she decides like the thing her hero would do is like jump on her motorcycle and go get her friend back. So instead, she jumps on her bicycle and decides to ride three towns over to try to win her friend back, like runs away from school on the first day. And it's about their whole odyssey, like her and her pet ferret as they try to go get her friend back. Um, and we pitched it and Scholastic loved it and picked it up. So we've been working on that for the past couple of years. And it comes out uh, next year, I think, end of August or early September. I don't know the exact date, but it comes out 2021. So we've been super excited about that. And it's a way different process than working in direct market stuff. Um, it's kind of great to be able to write a really long format thing and then reshape it like you would a novel. Right, Obviously, yeah. like you try to keep all the stuff like page turns and everything that you'd want to keep with monthly comics, but there's way more room to breathe and you can have a lot more like big silent pages, uh, which is really good for emotional storytelling when, you know, if you want a page that's just the emotion of somebody having like a heartbreaking realization, you can take that real estate to do it, which I really appreciate. And Zach yeah, knocks right. that stuff out of the park every time. And when, totally. when's that coming out? Uh, like I said, I think it's August next year. The date changed a little bit. It got, or it, um, it's going to release a little earlier, but it is, uh, about end of summer, beginning of fall 2021. Awesome. Uh, okay. So tell me this, um, what's the next step for you with the, the big two? Like how, how do you, what's your plan and how would you like to see things go from here? From here? Yeah, I mean, uh, so you've had a yep. couple short stories. How many short stories has, has it been? Uh, this will be the fourth. And so, yeah, like, what, what what's your plan to get the, uh, like, a full issue or a full arc or something? Like, what, how do you plan about ongoing about this? Uh, well, my first plan is to storm the office. Yeah. <laughs> Works every time. They love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just doing what my buddy Ryan did. He yeah. I said, what do I do? And he said, you buy yourself a decommissioned tank and you yep. drive it and <laughs> demand like, a book. Flip okay. papers off of people's desks and yep. scream in their faces. They love that, especially during these yeah. times. They want you to get as close to them as possible. Yes. <laughs> no mask, just right up in there. Right. Oh, mm -hmm. I'm just kidding. Wear a mask, everybody. But uh, no, I mean, next up, I mean, they let me know that they wanted me to flex a little bit in short stories and everything, show that I could work well with the editorial team, that I knew the characters. Obviously, I'm a bit of a DC fanboy, so I think that, <laughs> that helped. Hell yeah. Um, like Dave said, I mean, when Dave was on here last week, he texted me just in the middle of the day. I was like, hey, how did Thomas Wayne get his fortune? And I just... Yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the family was real in real estate and developing the city and everything. <laughs> <laughs> and all this stuff. They got into development and a bunch of things. Um, so, yeah, I'm obviously a big fan of that. So, next up would be I mean, I've talked to the editors and stuff. It sounds like the next sort of thing would be to graduate up uh -huh. uh, as things are available. Obviously, like stuff's a little nuts right now. Um, but, I mean, big moves. What I'd ideally like to do is like, I love those characters and I'd love to explore all of them in a longer format. So, the thing is, like, I love everybody in the DC universe. I would be just as excited to do an Animal Man story as I would a Batman or a Superman story. So right. right. That's the stuff I cut my teeth on reading, uh, you know, right out of high school that I absolutely loved. So next step would be to start, I would guess, probably do some one shots, some fill ins and stuff and move out from there or longer stuff is available. So. And then that's just on that side, like creator-owned things. I have a couple other things that are in development right now that haven't been announced. Ooh, yep. Uh, so cool. then I got those going on. And then I'm also planning on, just because I can't not do it, I'm planning on doing probably some more Kickstarter stuff too, mm -hmm. just because right. I want to do some more immediate things uh, with some people that I like to work with. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's one, of the, things, one of the things that I appreciate about you is how you just keep moving forward like you're just always moving forward, even though, you know, like things stall out at some point where you, you have you don't have necessarily the work that you want yet. But you've you're just always doing something. And I feel like that's 
you know, that's the way that people have to be there to be self-starters. Um, and you certainly are that. Mm-hmm. Can, yeah. you, can you tell everybody how long you've been at, like, where you've officially, like, the day that you, from the day that you said, I want to break into comics, and you started writing comic book stuff, till till you got your first DC gig, how long was that? Because with okay. writers, it does, it yeah. takes a lot longer than people realize. Artists, yeah. it's a little different. I mean, it can take a long time for an artist, but an artist, it's much more obvious if you are, like, you can look at somebody's art and say, that's good enough. It's mm-hmm. much harder to get somebody to read a full script and be like, is this person good enough? You know, you really have to have stuff published <laughs> yeah. at that point. Yeah. So, yeah, like, how, how long has it been for you? Yeah, um, it's probably been about almost 10 years yeah. of, like, doing indie books and everything. Like, the first comic I ever did was a one shot probably back around 2009 or 2010 that was just like a black and white um manga style thing i did with a japanese artist friend of mine named ali and we did that and i got it like published by a little tiny digital publisher back when that was like really taking off around 2009 2010 when like Mm -hmm. comiXology and graphically and everything were the hot new stuff that was out Mm -hmm. uh from there then i tried to put i put some other pitches together did a kickstarter with my friends uh kendall and paulina uh for a series that we got the kickstarter funded the series didn't end up getting picked up or anything that was like really fun to do and was a way to you know prove i could make a full color comic like with a team Mm -hmm. and then the first like kind of moment i broke in was in 2012 i won the first top cow talent hunt uh for writing so I did that, and then I got to work on characters in the Witchblade universe. I did an issue of Artifacts, right? Uh, an Italian artist named Rom. So that was the first time I got to kind of flex, like working on already established characters and had to do all the research for everything and do a completely original story. So that was kind of like the first moment. And I mean, you're always kind of breaking in, but stuff like that, like I kind of, I kind of liken it to there's all these sets of doors, like some sort of crazy painting. And once you open one door, new doors become accessible to you. Mm -hmm. And not because, you know, you're lucky or anything. You just prove like you can do the work and you're going to work with. So then more people want to open the door and be like, hey, come on in. I have snacks. Mm -hmm. Like, let's talk. Let's see see what you can do sort of thing. So that was one of the big turning points. And then I did create our own stuff. I did Barnstormers, which was that uh, create our own book I did that I put together and then did through Kickstarter. That's how I found my agent um and he helped me shop it around and then from there i just did a bunch of pitches for the book market and for uh the direct market and then we got the scholastic book picked up um and then just about the same time i got the scholastic book picked up is when i got the chance to pitch the dc short and Mm -hmm. it was uh it was basically like if you had to do any halloween theme story what character would be and what would the story be and i was like i know exactly what it'd be it'd be green lantern it would be a prison ship and it'd be this whole introspective creepy my life isn't gonna mean anything (laughs) when Mm -hmm. i die thing with guy gardner so then from there after that um i've been working on the dc shorts and then working on the ogn stuff with my agent and in the book market developing more stuff there and working on the scholastic book So it's all been very long burn stuff, but you have to, it's very discouraging because it takes so long for stuff Mm -hmm. to come out. Right. You worry people are going to forget that you ever did anything. Right. Because (laughs) like release schedules can be so long or like right now things can get pushed back. So like Barnstormers got picked up for release through Simon and Schuster uh, through the uh, Insight imprint. And it was supposed to come out this September, but because of COVID, like it's not coming out now until next year. So around the same time that uh, Fearless Rider comes out, the Barnstormers hardcover re-release will come out, which is awesome. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, tell me, I remember when, because I met you at in 2012 after you had done that Top Cow thing. It was at Cherry Capital Con in yep. Traverse City. Jason Aaron was there. Do you remember? Yeah, I remember you telling me that he gave you some advice that at that show. Do you remember what that was? Yes, I do. I talked to him at the table. First, he complimented my homemade Miracle Man shirt because I <laughs> he was like, "Where did you get that?" I was like, "I made it." He was like, "That's badass." Uh, <laughs> and then I told him like I had won that thing, and he surprisingly knew who I was just from the announcement. 
um, it was very nice. It was like, oh yeah, I saw that you won that. Congratulations. And I asked him if he had any advice for what to do. And he was like, he was like, I was in this exact situation. What you don't want to do is not work on anything and just wait for somebody to bring you something like just keep making stuff, which is right. honestly, um, been the same advice I've gotten from everybody else in front of there. But that was really good advice to get because from what I've heard, a lot of people will think they'll get a paid gig or something at a publisher and then just wait right. for, for somebody to offer them stuff. But really, like, if you love comics, you should always be making comics, whether somebody is going to publish it or not, like right. whether right. the guarantee is there. So, yeah, that advice that he gave me was so rock solid. And I think, like... I try to thank him every day by rebuying every version of his stuff because I love it so much anyway. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. But yeah, that was great advice, uh, especially just coming up right then when I was just, you know, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, like so excited just to be around everybody. Uh, it was really good advice. And so that's kind of been like the grind attitude I've had. Like I will, I just don't stop ever writing or putting things out there or sending out pitches or developing stuff. Mainly just because I wouldn't be happy if I did. Right. Like, I'm a yeah. real like creator's guilt person. Like if I don't write even just a little bit each day or work on something, I'll feel like, you know, I forgot to let the dog back in after letting him out to go to the bathroom or something. Right. I, like I like that. I admire Griffin, that, Kenny. Griffin and Ethan. Yeah, that's us. You guys want to write comic books. Yes. That's true. Yeah. Have you been writing every day? We have actually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we've been doing have, a lot of stuff recently. I wouldn't yeah. say writing, not like script work, but right. we're working on things like pitch docs and issue outlines and character briefs, those sorts of things. We've been working on uh, pretty regularly at this point. Um, yeah. Can I can I put that out there because we we do want to talk about um, breaking in. And one thing that I gave the advice to Griffin and Ethan to do, who, cause, cause initially you guys sent me a full script. Have we talked about this on the show? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> I just want to give the advice that I want anybody that's trying to learn to write comics to yeah. learn how to write a pitch document. It's very important. Um, because if the pitch is good, if the pitch document is good, then you can move on to scripting the thing. And I think that, that it's very important that you show the, the pitch document around before you uh, jump in to something because uh, it helps you to make your idea more concise and it helps you to, uh, you know, it helps you to, to the elevator pitch idea, mm -hmm. which, you know, I mean, I struggled with this. I remember the first thing that I pitched to Image because at one point I was going to go do an Image book and I pitched them the most convoluted thing ever. And then I realized that the reason it's convoluted is because I don't have it figured out, you know? Right, right. So, yeah, that's just some advice for anybody trying to break in as a writer is learn how to write a concise pitch. Uh, I, I, the, the way that I learned how to do it was Jim Zub has a website. I think it's just jimzub.com where he has his pitch documents on there. So I just kind of went in there and looked at how he did it. And, uh, and it helped uh, so much, and I think that it can help anybody out there, especially to so that you're not spending a bunch of time going down a dead end. Because when I used to write when I was younger, because mm -hmm. I, I wanted to be a writer and artist, which, you know, I'm, I'm doing some writing here and there. Oh, all right, Mr. Mr. Renaissance man, Ryan yeah. Stegman over here. Um, I used to write, I used to do this thing where I didn't want to outline it. I didn't want, I just wanted to start writing. And then you'd inevitably end up with the, the scene where they're talking to a character who isn't adding anything to the story, you know, yeah. and is just like spouting wisdom or something. And you're like, what, where am I now? I don't have, you know, the whole plan. So doing the pitch document, doing the outlines will help you to uh, move forward. That's just something I wanted to throw out there. Am I right? Griffin, I, you're right. Yeah. The art of the pitch is tough. Like I only feel mm -hmm. I've really nailed it. Maybe even like this past like year and a half, two years. And even then, even if you get way better at it, not every pitch is going to get picked up. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Sometimes you think the idea is you from awesome. To, yeah. yeah, it saves you from having to put in the time to, of something that doesn't get picked up, you know? Like you can... Absolutely. And plus, I, I will say this too, as an artist, uh, when I was trying to break in, um, people would send me, 
it, it was all the time people would send me uh, emails being like, because I would post my stuff online, be like, would you, you want to uh, draw this, this uh, book that I have? And I'd be like, okay, well, what's it about? And then they'd, they'd be like, uh, you know, they'd send me some vague email and I'd be like, well, do you have a script or a pitch document or anything? And they'd just be like, I haven't written it yet, but if you say you'll do it, then I'll write it. And I was like, the hell? So if you, if you <laughs> get the, if the pitch document down, then you're going to be able to, uh, you know, you're going to be able to attract an artist also, which is, you know, a big part of the, the battle. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, we've been, um, we've been feeling really, Mm, happy and uh it's i don't you don't want to say fulfilled because obviously you're like at stage one still but we've been coming away from each of our sort of creative sessions uh where we're working on these sorts of things feeling like we've made some significant progress even in just the the couple of hours that we've spent chatting about whatever project um and so and and we haven't scripted a single page of either the things that i think we've been developing the most and so um yeah, no, it's been really, really, really helpful. Um, and that is certainly the best advice we've gotten from these two dudes and the best advice that we could possibly pass on to anybody else. Have a you pitch guys resource been... that we've real quick a pitch resource that we've talked about that Griffin and I both found really helpful with Brian Bendis's book Word for Pictures. The words for oh, pictures, yeah. there's a whole section in there where he shows different writers pitch documents and so you can kind of see how different people do it. And it, <sighs> it explains it really well. And, and that that was really really helpful, and I uh, I've kind of been kind of staying close to that, following that a little bit when I'm when I'm trying to work on these things, and it's been really helpful. That book in particular, I think, is super great because it's written by, of course, Brian Michael Bendis, who's the best dude, uh, and <laughs> the, you know one of the greatest comic book writers of all time. And you look at that dude's scripts, and they are not, <laughs> at least for me, it was not what I was expecting a Brian Michael Bendis oh, script no. to look like. And yeah, that's right. that's the sort of thing where like I read that uh, I read all that stuff and saw uh, those examples and I was like ah oh, fuck yeah okay cool because I was worried I was doing it wrong the whole time yeah. and the really nice thing about comics is that there it really is no correct way to do any of that sort of stuff and so super cool. Kenny, did you have a question? Uh, yeah, but I forgot it. Can you guys hear me? Uh, by well, the way, my <laughs> headphones kicked yeah. me off. Yeah, yeah. 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 You sound like garbage. Oh, uh-oh. Just kidding. You frozen? Oh, he's a little frozen boy. <laughs> oh, no. He's got Alaska internet. Oh, no. That's the first kind. <laughs> it's all right. Kenny will be back. Hey, almost. We're almost there. He's working on it. He's, he's got a serious face on. He's doing some tech magic. Chad Larson in the chat. Everybody go support his Death Shroud uh, Indiegogo. Hell yeah. Um, just type in Death Shroud Indiegogo. I'm sure you'll find it. I did the cover for the first issue. He's also got a Kyle Hotz one and a Brett Booth cover. It's awesome. Uh, he's amazing. Um, you know, I'm in love with Chad is what I'm saying. Hey, I was I was saying this a little earlier in the show, uh, and then we started talking about something else. I was talking about to John Iker earlier. Uh, and we were just talking about more, a little bit more about the cool uh, community that we've been able to create. And uh, he was talking about working with folks that he's met through the show, um, Corey King and and Scoot Starnes. And um, I just wanted to say, I think it's once again, I think it's fucking awesome <laughs> that you guys met and are working with each other. Yeah, really. Um, and I love seeing you guys push each other to keep making stuff. Um, and uh, please keep keep doing it, even if you feel like that uh, that fire's kind of died down. Because of course, Ethan and I have those moments. Ryan, Kenny, I'm sure you guys Probably have don't. those moments where you're like, "Whew, I'm fucking drained. I don't want to do yeah. anything." Especially um, right now, since my MacBook pretty much just exploded. <laughs> <laughs> I whatever it's all good. It's all good. signs came on. I've never seen any of those before, but. Um, <laughs> Chet, or Kenny's going to be doing his writing tomorrow on a legal pad. Yeah, I have to do it old. I'll just send pictures to somebody and ask somebody else to type it up. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. No, yeah. Good you job, just have guys. to keep going. Fuck um, yeah. In terms of other writing books, since you guys mentioned the Bendis one, uh, uh, and because it's so timely and I was such a huge fan of his, um, 
Denny O'Neill had a great writing book too that yeah. broke down a lot of different structure stuff called like the DC Guide to Writing Comics. Which yeah. if I get stuck sometimes I'll go back and flip through just to kind of look at structural things and that one shows a lot of different types of scripting where like plot first or people who um I've never done this, but some people who just write all the dialogue first and then figure it out afterwards. Uh, which is an interesting way to go, like figure out what everybody's gonna say. I wonder if I gotta Bendis start with the that. Maybe, <laughs> Bendis yeah. is very dialogue driven. I I think that's interesting. I would love to try that. I would not. <laughs> that's definitely Wait, the last step for me. You, adding dialogue is the last step. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I would say that I would. I would. I, this is just speculation, but Bendis's stuff all turns on the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I would imagine he he pictures his scenes in dialogue before he that is interesting it's kind of like yeah because like artists have different ways of approaching it too you know like some guys think of uh they they a creative layout before they start telling the story and you know there's all kinds of different ways to skin a cat totally uh i I like that devious little smile there (laughs) (laughs) i think maybe Unless, Kenny, you had anything else you wanted to mention. Uh, I mean, I'm working on a ton of stuff right now. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I think the most recent thing I just did and sent out was, because we talked about it about it on Twitter, um, my friend Anaki and I, Anaki Espiazu, did a, we're working on an adaptation of H.G. Wells's The Red Room, mm. which is a, like a little-known short story, but one that I love that's basically like, a paranormal debunker goes to a haunted castle to stay in this room that apparently nearly kills everyone every time they stay there. And he's like, ghosts are bullshit. I've published stuff on how ghosts are bullshit. Um, (laughs) And in the story, like things take a really unique and interesting turn, uh, but the character isn't very developed. So um, I love the short story. So Anaki and I developed a pitch for a modern day update of it. Nice. Uh, with a little bit more fleshed out, we just sent that out. So that one's up for grabs. So if anybody in the yeah. chat would like to pay Kenny money and publish his book, <laughs> you know, you just got to be the highest bidder. Yeah, That's yeah that right. one's a bit different because um, for a lot of, at least from what I know, like for a lot of pitching to the book market, like I had to write the whole script ahead of time. So I wrote like mm-hmm. 140 page. Right, and Naki's in here. Oh, he is? Yeah. Oh, what's up, his last dude? name? How do you say his last name? Oz Piazu. That's what I. That's how I say it. He's never said it out loud to me. So if I'm saying it wrong, his name even might be Inyaki, but we'll see. We'll figure it out. Anyway, he yeah, he's in the chat. So hello, Inyaki, Inaki. Ooh, ooh. It's great to see you. Before ooh. before we do move on at all, I wanted to say, Kenny, you're getting so much love in the chat. Everybody loves mm-hmm. you. They want to see all more right. work from you. Yeah, which is really nice. Um, well, and thank Griffin, you so much. You, you're all sweethearts. Griffin, you and I are also getting a lot of feedback. I wanted to bring up on the show, Trinidad Gomez says, I'm kind of shook that Ethan and Griffin look exactly how they sound, which I think is fascinating. Wow. Very interesting. <laughs> I've, we've had yeah. that experience uh, before where we've been intimately familiar with podcasters' voices and yeah. then we see their faces, and it's it's crazy. It's a whole experience to see that. Um, yeah. But thank you, maybe? Yeah, a lot of, peop- a lot of people are bringing up... Uh, Listen, there's a lot of porn talk in the chat, and it's my fault. Uh, I Somebody was saying that even if I write Amazing Spider-Man, people are still going to remember those videos I made about porn, and I'm never going to live it down. So, never. Uh, we're bringing up <laughs> that I, I know. I know. It's going to stick with me forever. <laughs> Good job, Ethan. Well, hey. Um, Obviously, we're all very excited for everything Kenny's doing, and we're going to stay up to yes. date with Kenny. And uh, anytime you got something that you want to plug or coming out, we're going to be on top of it. We're going to have you on the show. It's going to be sick. And hey, stay tuned. Kenny might be joining us for an episode of Supple Boys soon. So sure. uh, keep your ears peeled for that how, one. But how come I've never been invited on that? Uh, we Ryan, you wouldn't <laughs> fucking want to. <laughs> I don't at all, and yeah. I won't do it. But I'd like to be invited. No, we've already okay. talked about, wouldn't it be cool if Ryan did an episode with us and we just got to chat and and then we were like, he'd never fucking do that. <laughs> I probably would, guys. Probably would. I One mean, day. Uh, you guys pay, right? Well. Eh, all right. 
Depends. Let's give uh, it up for Kenny. Woo! Thank you so much. Hell yes. And now it's time for everybody's favorite segment. Oh, pop culture news. Absolutely, it is. news. We miss NBA you, Donnie. NBA basketball is being played right now. Does that count as pop culture news? The NBA restart yeah, just sure. got started up. I'm so excited. I have something to do with my evenings. It isn't just like watching reality TV. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's cool if you're into that kind of thing. I yeah, guess. if you're into um, that kind of thing. You know, yeah. I, I, so it's so weird to me because all my friends are into sports, you know, like we all talk yeah. sports or whatever. And then I became a comic book artist and I made new friends <laughs> in this industry. And I yep. have no support in my love of sports whatsoever. <laughs> None. To I be fair, listen, when, man. before it ended, I was keeping up on hockey. Okay, like well, hockey's the worst sport, yeah. so that, that well, doesn't... Okay. See, that's weird. The only sport that I like to watch is the UFC. I'm really into the UFC, which is, like, really strange. I started watching it... I never watched it, really, but since they were uh, active during, you know, the shutdown, mm-hmm. I watched a little bit of... And, you know, it's pretty all right. They honestly, it a lot. Honestly, I kind of treat it just like I would treat uh, any other TV show or something like that, where... Like, if I hear it's good, then I'll watch. But I've heard nothing but just shit-tier stuff for every Detroit team for the past several years. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, probably not. Hey, then. our Tigers are 4-2. and two. That's all I know. <laughs> all right. Let's go, boys. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I fucking, I played baseball for 10 years. I would love to watch some baseball. Let's do it. Um, uh, well, you can do it on your own. <laughs> I didn't. I would never, ever, ever want to kick back and crack open a cold one and watch a game with Ryan Stegman. That sounds fucking awful, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those guys that we... explains to you everything that's happening, even though you already know. <laughs> Baseball's the most simple yeah. sport ever. Yeah. I know what's happening. This game right? is beautiful, Griffin. You gotta understand. No, I get it. I know. Uh, you gotta. <laughs> you gotta pay. You gotta pay Ryan his commission rate if you want to sit down and watch a game with him. <laughs> yeah. Damn, I like that right. idea. Watching a game and not having to draw. You put that on your OnlyFans account. Yeah. <laughs> right there, yeah. That's pretty good. All right, Ethan. But what about the things that are actually in pop culture news? Oh, shit. Well, uh, so Haley Steinfeld is Kate Bishop in the Disney Plus Hawkeye show. Did you see that, Ryan? Did you see that, Kenny? I'm foggy on who Kate Haley Steinfeld is. I'm gonna look it up. She was in she was in the new Bumblebee movie and whatnot. She's she's yeah, in I the, uh, Edge of I Seventeen. Didn't see that. Yeah, it's I'm not looking very it good, up. I'm but... looking it up. She looks like Kate Bishop. <laughs> yeah, she does. Uh, she uh, is this real, confirmed? Uh, That's been a rumor for ages. Is this real? This is uh, heavily reported, so it's basically it's basically a fact. <laughs> who is okay. who is she playing? Oh, she's playing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that'll Kate be cool. Bishop, yeah. Yeah, are they doing totally. the like Matt Fraction David Aja run? That seems to be kind of what they're going for, especially if you've seen the kind of opening sequence animatic that leaked out mm-hmm. from when they were showing the Disney Plus stuff. It looks stylistically even like that book. Didn't Listen, they if we just... get a TV show where he's just a landlord fighting Russian yeah, guys right? in tracksuits? Like I'm, I'm all good with that. Like that I'll would watch exactly. that TV show. Yeah, it would be great. Um, they yoinked that logo right from that book, right? Had that been used yeah. prior to that? Yeah, they just took that uh, logo. I, cool. <laughs> yeah, and it's also so, very exciting to see like a you know more like recent comic characters being adapted into live action stuff. Wait, so uh, is it gonna uh, is it gonna be Jeremy Renner? Oh fuck yeah. yeah! Despite the fact that apparently he threatened to kill his wife and himself. Oh fuck no! Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know why you brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> There were a lot of rumors that he was going to get pulled out of the show because there was controversy around that. Okay. Um, yeah. Also the app. Remember Don't when he had that. his app? And yeah, the app some... and his new music. Mm-hmm. I have some advice to everybody listening to the show. Um, sure. I wish I could get some really like heartfelt music going. I'll edit it in. Don't threaten to no. kill your wife and yourself. No. It's not good. Yeah. It's bad. Leave your wife alone. I guess I did threaten to kill myself earlier, but I said nothing about my wife. 
<laughs> Your wife was not threatened uh, in any way. Yeah. No wives were threatened in the making of this podcast. Thank Christ. Uh, let's move on. So, friend of the show, <laughs> friend of the show, Keanu Reeves mm-hmm. uh, is is writing his own comic book called Berserker. Did you guys see this? He's breaking into the industry, but it only took him one comic. <laughs> to break, to break <laughs> I think I don't. I can't say anything. That oh. may have been why he was wanting to meet with Donnie initially, but you know, obviously Donnie's that. not working. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if that's the case, but I know that he he had some comic. He he is a comic book fan. Like he's, yeah. You know, like we said with uh, uh, with um, Donnie, he he had read all of Donnie's stuff, so. Right, right. And the main character of his comic looks just like him. That's basically just Keanu Reeves. I mean, yeah. uh, <laughs> if you've got the rights to Keanu Reeves and you're Keanu Reeves, just put him in the book. Just do yeah. it. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good lot point. Of, there's a lot of talk about A-list celebrities kind of taking over YouTube as they all, like, Will Smith's got a YouTube channel and stuff. Is this the start of A-list celebrities stealing the comic book industry? <laughs> well, first of all, I would like to say that I was on YouTube before Will Smith and I made an A-list celebrity. Damn. A-plus just... list celebrity. Okay, okay so yeah. give me my credit. Uh, second of all, sure, go ahead. You know what? Take over YouTube and take over the comic book industry because then I'll take over movies. I'm going to become an actor. Oh, oh while, so they're, you're... while they're looking in the other direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There. I'm going to I'm going to be in God Country. I'm I, I'm sure of it. I'm, I keep talking to Donnie. If they wow. make that movie. I want to star in it. You're going to play the sword. Well, the, the voice of the sword. That's right? I was I hoping that. more you'd take roles like Independence Day 3 or something like that. Movies oh, hell that yeah. Will Smith should have been in, but wasn't. <laughs> my wife did just come pour me wine so i'm drinking officially now hey all right ryan let's go oh, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's a great wife and i would never threaten to kill her and myself <laughs> if, if you're not drinking oh, during pop culture news you're never going to make it to the end yeah that's all true. right <laughs> snyder snyder cut news Zack snyder's finishing the movie for free apparently he's not even getting paid for it which is okay. i think he probably already got paid too much for that movie so yeah, this has just always been so weird to me, the, like, Snyder Cut thing. Oh, or, well, don't yeah. say that in front of Griffin and Ethan, because their whole lives revolve around the Snyder Cut. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, we just can't stop talking about it. What was Zack Snyder's original vision? I personally flew a biplane over Comic-Con with a big <laughs> banner in the back that said, release the Snyder Cut. <laughs> See? Um no, but we saw we saw our first little clip from it that showed Henry Cavill in his black and silver suit. Although it's just a previously deleted scene. Oh yeah, I did CGI to be kind of neat. Kenny, you excited? <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, is there all right? In your opinions, Kenny, Kenny, you start with this answer. Is there a good movie to be cut out of that garbage of a movie? Um. So just cutting with what they have? Well, not, not with what you saw. Well, yeah, I guess you, I, that's a weird question. Like, do you th- do you think that there was a seed of a good movie there? Because we don't know what footage they have that they didn't use. I mean, from, keep in mind that apparently Green like, apparently Green Lantern is going to be in it. So keep that in mind. I okay. I saw that movie, the cut that we got. There is a scene. All the, listen, all the actors in that movie are cool people, and yeah. I don't think it has yeah. anything to do with who was cast. But the yeah. way that story was done, there's a scene in that movie when uh, Ben Affleck and Gal Gadot are talking to each other after like a bad Justice League meeting, and the way that they're acting, and because of how I felt about the movie, I can't tell if they're talking about how horrible the superhero team <laughs> move superhero team is going or how horrible the movie they're in is going (laughs) just like i can't believe that happened like this is going so poorly i'm I'm (laughs) not a fan (laughs) i'm not a fan of those um of those movies very much and i understand people that are but just like personally it's not i think everybody who was cast in a in a better done movie like could have been amazing but it's just it's I think it's just too jumbled like it's too much too soon like the movie makes a lot of the movie makes a lot of assumptions that people know who these characters are 
and they know who mm. Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman are. But most people outside of people who are fans of the TV show don't really know the Flash, don't really know Aquaman. Nobody really knows who Cyborg is. So to just throw him in there without like seeing him come to fruition, like it would have probably, I'm not going to play armchair quarterback because I could go on a dumb nerd rant of being like, this is how I would do it. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so, uh, but no, I don't know. I don't think any amount of cutting or reshaping stuff can make a better movie, but for people who already like that movie, like I like a lot of bad movies. Like, did you know that I didn't know until like three or four years ago that Waterworld was a bad movie? Like, I oh man, oh no, awesome. people still, fucking hate Waterworld. <laughs> yeah, I saw it in the theater and I was like, this is awesome. And my brother and I would play Waterworld at the beach. Oh, yeah, yeah. Be like, that's Here like me, smokers. me with the movie Hook, which I just th- thought was the best movie <laughs> ever. And then I was like, my wife said she hadn't seen it. I was like, you haven't seen Hook? What's wrong with you? And then I was like, we're going to watch Hook right now. And I put it on and I was like, oh, this isn't good. Oh, God, no. <laughs> and then, of oh, yeah. course, like it was early on in our relationship. So I was like, he thinks I'm an idiot now. Like I was so <laughs> insistent that this movie was amazing. You like look over at your hook poster on the wall. And yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I just want to say a lot of folks are popping off in the chat talking about um, the two supple cuts that exist of Spider-Man 3 and the Amazing Spider-Man films. And I just wanted to let the audience know those are for your you can watch those whenever you want. Just email us at Supple Boys. Give those to Kenny. You ever, you ever seen well, a good cut of Spider-Man 3, Kenny? It's pretty no, good. Send it to me. If you guys do a if you guys do a supple cut of Justice League, I would watch that. We There's wa- nothing to do. There's nothing to do. <laughs> That's kind of like, like I think about Man of Steel, right? Like you can't recut it unless the the only way to to recut it so that it was a good movie was to add like 3 hours to explain everything that they all the different plot threads that didn't tie together. Like, you can't cut it down. You can't pare it down. You'd have to expand it, and it was bad. So, like, why are you going to expand this <laughs> trash? Yeah. It's just brutal. Yeah. It's just not the way I see those characters. Get, get Zack Snyder on the show. I want to yell at him to his Let's face. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. Right. Well, uh, they did not... some filming for that in Michigan, didn't they? Batman v Superman was shot in Detroit. Yeah, they shot it actually right outside my friend's house. Like, oh, that's... the Batmobile scene where he rips the, yeah. like, top yeah. off oh that was batman v superman yeah like where he rips yeah. the canopy off the batmobile she saw the batmobile first before anybody and tweeted a picture of it and then oh, like, her, like twitter account broke basically she had to turn it off that's uh, cool but yeah they shot all the batmobile sign uh sign scenes right outside her house so it was pretty nuts um but yeah yep. like people who are excited about it i won't like i won't yuck someone's yum if they're into it like i will great I know you will. <laughs> I like if they like it, that's fine. Personally, but I'm like, not super into it. I can't remember uh, what it was, but Ryan Lee said he liked something today, and I was just like, "No, you don't. You do not like." It, <laughs> it sounds like a typical exchange. <laughs> yeah, you do not have. And then, but then Riley backed me up. He said, "Yeah, no, Ryan's right. Uh, well, Ryan Stegman's right. Uh, he, you don't like that." And I was like, <laughs> I, "I think I do." <laughs> Like, no, it does get you confusing don't. where we have to say both of your full names every time yeah. we address you <laughs> on the calls. It's like, hey, Ryan, you know, like both of you at the same yeah. time. That's well, funny. Maybe you'll like this uh, Star Wars news. Oh, Donald yeah. Glover, Donald Glover Lando is probably getting a Disney Plus series. That's awesome. I mean, Fucking Mandalorian yeah. was cool. I like that format for Star Wars stuff. Uh, and he's an interesting character that, you know, I think they could do a lot with him. Yeah, I think so. Too. And Donald Glover's comes, the best. Donald Glover yeah, is, he is the best. Although if this takes away from him making more Atlanta, I'm against it because Atlanta is Agreed. the best show ever. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, it might. It could. He better just like walk from one set onto the other, just like drop <laughs> the velvet cape. Yeah. And start acting. Or he could just he could just wear he could just be Lando in Atlanta too. It wouldn't be any weirder than anything else that's happened in that show. <laughs> He's like, he's just Lando now. He's going to be stranger than the Teddy Perkins episode. Yeah. That's such a good episode. Here's a a Griffin exclusive for anybody that isn't uh, a female in their early 20s in the Grand Rapids area on 
Tinder, my anthem is a Childish Gambino song. So uh, there you go. Some uh, Childish Gambino vibes in my All Tinder right. profile. Plug your Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan, I told you yeah. we had to get rid of Griffin. Let's go. Said, Let's give him another chance. He won't plug his Tinder anymore. Yeah, right. Hit me up, folks. This might be the one time Ryan actually wants me to talk about Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's cool that they're doing that show. Mandalorian was really fun. I liked it a lot. I think that probably, like you said, Ryan, TV is probably the way to go from that stuff. And spiraling outward instead of, you know, digging deeper inward like they tried to do with the last movie of like trying to overexplain things. I think that this is also a really interesting thing, too, because, like, when I was growing up, Star Wars was done. Like, it oh, was yeah. over. Mm-hmm. So the only Star Wars stuff you got was other characters, mm-hmm. like all the novels and everything and comics and video games were all about way different characters, way different people. So I got used mm-hmm. to just exploring that kind of stuff. But I was like, Luke Skywalker, those guys, like their story was over to me. So, like, I want to see other stuff happen and like new characters and things go on so i think like the tv show and spinning stuff off in those directions is a great idea it's approved they can do it I yeah. said my all right approved. It. we've yeah. yeah let's do it all for um it. yeah well Capes. one last thing that may get kenny porter approved is that there's a big rumor going around that there's going to be an mcu illuminati movie based on the brian bendis comic Okay. Uh, and I was very excited by that. I think that sounds fucking cool. So we would be bringing in Reed finally to the MCU. You hope think so? so. Be, it was Namor, Strange, Reed, Black Panther. Who else? Or was that there's it? A lot of, there's a lot of rumors that Namor will show up in Black Panther too, and so that would kind of line up. That would work out. Fuck, that's cool. That is cool. Yeah, really I can cool. play Namor. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> Whip that Look. shirt off, Ryan. <laughs> that's my Namor face. Oh, yeah, fuck yeah. That's a perfect Namor face. If pe- for the people listening to the podcast, it's I'm doing a perfect Namor face. The yeah. eyebrows, everything's there. Yeah. No, that would be a sweet yeah. movie. Like, I love that whole era and run of Marvel Comics. So to bring those characters in. Oh, man. That'd be a good just like sort of like government conspiracy type thriller sort of movie. Yeah. Like one of those old Robert Redford like government like you know three days of the condor sort of thing but doing that with marvel stuff where it's all the decisions that they have to make behind the scenes so that life can continue for everyone else yeah. with some semblance of normalcy i like that i like that i like marvel things turns out what do you know <laughs> Great that brings us to the end of pop griffin. culture news griffin was out of things to talk about once we <laughs> stopped talking about tinder yeah yeah i do well, I like marvel yeah. hey d dubs yeah. Oh, D-Dubs is in the chat letting you know that you sound like you're underwater, Kenny. And I don't I know do if that's sorry, a water world. You sound great to me. Daniel is alive. Uh, it might be because I had to switch headphones so many Daniel's Or I'm just doing a uh, ventriloquist. D-Dubs, you should get water. in this Skype call right now and shred. Oh, now we'll wait for the yeah, chat to catch me, up. You want me to try to add him? Dude, that would be, yes, let's do it. Let's All do right. it. Hold on, you Kenny, you got interrupted again. Did you have a question? Oh, no, I was just going to say, I know I've been beating the DC drum a ton, but I love Marvel just as much. So I got, I'm got i sipping out of my Daredevil cup because I'm a child. Yeah. Like, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he says he's unavailable. He won't answer. Uh, boo. I'm involved. You know what? But it's still uh, some chains in the chat for Daniel Warren Johnson. He's, he's the best dude. He is a great guy. Yeah, he's fine. Mm. <laughs> he gave us free stickers. <laughs> I love this this comment. Comics misexplained says Danny DeVito as Lockjaw. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is good. It's like a it's like a cat situation. Who's got Who's got the biggest jowls in Hollywood? That's who you need. Calls. I can't think of any. I mean, I feel like we used to have some really jowly actors. Yeah, we could have had Marlon Brando play on. Yeah, great. John Goodman. Yeah. John Goodman. Oh, yeah, he's got some jowls. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Disappointed Lockjaw, like, in Roseanne. Yeah. Oh, my God, God, yes. Uh, In Roseanne. Cameo appearance. (laughs) Dan would get upset with people. That would be great. Oh, Dan's joined. I'm here. What's up, dude? Put your video on. You're going to shred us out of this episode. Yep. Okay. 
Oh, hold on. I need to figure <laughs> out. Do you have a shirt on? No, well, I have Oop, a good shirt on, but. Oh, dope. Very nice. Right. I'm I'm drawing here. Watch this. I'm gonna show up Ryan right now. I'm drawing a, an Akira. I'm drawing an Akira. Ooh, now. damn. Okay, okay. Oh, All right. This is not why I invited you. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel's YouTube show has now commandeered this youtube show yeah, what the yeah, hell? Are, we gonna, are we gonna are we gonna be those youtubers that like strategize digs at each other to get views yeah, yeah. let's absolutely do it for sure i mean i'm having chip on the show next week and i'm pretty sure that's all that's gonna happen is he's gonna make fun of me the whole time so that's exactly what's happening i'm gonna do one of those react channels where i'm like yo looks like this is what stegman said about d yeah. in his last episode <laughs> and we're gonna and ethan and i are gonna produce all of it and it'll take somebody to take a micro uh, of magnifying glass to it and go wait a minute these guys are making all of this content <laughs> Daniel, your uh, all your commissions you've been putting on Twitter, man, have just been insane. Every Star Wars one you've done, that Battle of Krayt one, the Revenge of the Sith one, holy shit, dude. I fucking love those. I really appreciate it. Of course. I'm in between projects now, so I can focus all my time on commissions for a little while. Yes. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, we're here to announce Daniel's next project. No shit. I know what it is. <laughs> I'm going to announce it. I feel like everybody in this chat knows what it is. Uh, I'll say this. <laughs> it involves ping pong. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, Daniel, where's your guitar? Get your guitar. Uh, you have to. You can air guitar shred us out, you know, you, if you need to make up a little. We'll, we'll edit it in later. We'll put it in later. later. Yeah. I don't have. Well. I mean, don't say you don't have any guitars, because <laughs> yeah, that's all Daniel, you have. Daniel, Daniel's like a rock and roll Beetlejuice for this episode. <laughs> I don't have anything to put my phone on, and it's it's not seasoned. And I have this big that's light. That's perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Everybody has to shut the fuck up, or we're not going to hear it in the audio. No, it's like not even. It's. Oh my gosh, Daniel is blowing the episode. We had such a good episode. <laughs> oh my god. Oh and then God. Daniel comes in. I joined, uh -oh. and uh, I just ruined it. And uh... <sighs> Oh, my gosh. We can't even keep up with how many thumbs downs we're getting right now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't thumbs down. Please don't thumbs do? down. Smash the like button. Hit the subscribe and the yeah. bell icon. The, the more thumbs up you get, the more shredding Daniel's going to do. Yeah, it's actually a lot like Murder Falcon. The more likes we get, the better he can play. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of Murder Falcon, look what my... Look what my wife made me for my birthday. Ah, uh, a murder falcon. Oh, that's sick. It's like oh, a, awesome. It's like sick. a mug that's like got murder falcon laid yeah. into it. Very it's cool. Pretty awesome. That is neat. Yeah. I guess your wife loves you. You can shred. Like your wife loves you. Aaron brought you wine during the episode, Ryan. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm only somehow just now realizing how white and male this podcast is. Like, it took, I know. It took Adam Daniel to just hit critical mass of just five <laughs> white guys. I really got to work on A couple of bearded white men. Let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> hey, guys. It's a podcast. <laughs> Well, should we close it out? Are we good? Unless you want to do a whole nother episode with Daniel Warren Johnson. Right? <laughs> yeah, let's talk. Uh, we'll talk ping pong. Okay. Yeah. Talk, talk guitars. I, I'll let you guys know. I'll give you the exclusive. Just how many guitars I own. How about we do what we do in the when we're on Skype all day, where you try to talk about guitars and I just interrupt you and. Really... <laughs> <laughs> well, in Riley's, in our buddy Riley's uh, words. I ruin Riley's day whenever I talk about guitars. <laughs> <laughs> you hear him audibly groan. Yeah. Oh God. And I can like I can because we've had Riley on the show a couple of times and he's you know he's a soft-spoken man and so I can kind of hear him just kind of in the background just kind of being like Dan you're just oh. ruin it you're ruining my day dude please stop talking about guitars. <laughs> I don't know it's funny though because what do like what does anybody want to talk in our Skype chats. It is very much like, just please don't have a topic. <laughs> Everybody just talk bullshit so that we can, while we're working, because, like, Riley will be like, here's the comics I got this week, and I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> so that I can keep drawing. Well, usually what happens is when I sign on, I'll ask for five minutes to talk about what I want to talk about. 
Mm-hmm. And those five minutes used to be respected. I flash back to like <laughs> Skype calls. I'd say, guys, I need five minutes to talk about Star Trek Deep Space Nine. And they would respect it. And then once I started talking about Japanese pro wrestling, they wanted none of it. <laughs> I have no frame of reference for it. At least I've seen Star Trek, you know, like. Yeah. Well, once I started talking about Japanese wrestlers, uh, Ryan's brain just melts out of his ears. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Naito, though. I know the name Naito. Naito. That's, the That's your favorite. Belt. Yeah. He just lost the belts, too. <sighs> Poor Naito. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> well, well do you do you want five do you want five minutes to talk about Japanese wrestling right now? I'll give it to you, Dan. Yeah, go ahead, yeah, Dan. Yeah. Podcast. Go ahead, Dan. Do you want to last before Ryan's segment interrupts me rudely? Do you want? <laughs> I will. You, I promise. Do you want me and Griffin to produce a Japanese wrestling podcast for you? We'll, what you? we'll do it. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Well. Um, as you know, coronavirus has wrecked. All right, well, that's enough. Uh, we had a great episode. <laughs> he had this uh, stuff planned from the jump. Thanks, everybody. It's been <laughs> a great show. Thanks for having show. me on. Yep, no, thanks, Kenny. Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate uh, it. We'll be back next week with uh, Chip Z, uh, round two, round three, technically, if you count the episode where he uh, hosted. So, uh, yeah, thanks, guys, for coming on. And, um, yeah, we'll be back next week. Thanks, guys. You know where to find everybody everybody on Twitter and everything. Hey, amazing friends. That's not the fucking thing. It's not. Oh, it is.